Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 109. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is James Ivey. The New Jersey native recently released his debut EP, entitled Good Grief. In today's episode, we're speaking with James about his new EP, his start in electronic music, and touring with Porter Robinson. Here we go. Our guest today is an incredible singer, songwriter, and producer. His unique sound of blending electronic music and alternative rock together has resulted in his brilliant debut EP, entitled Good Grief. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, James Ivey. Hello. Hey, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I have a day off. I have a day off right now. Um, I've been on tour for the past couple months. So I have a day off today. So I've just been like sitting in the ho- sitting in a hotel room playing video games the whole day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm like happy as can be right now. <laughs> Do you find that when you're on tour, there's any form of kind of, um, I guess, pressure to go out and sightsee or to um, Mm. do all those kind of things? Yeah. So going into the tour, I was like, one of the biggest things I was excited, most most excited about was, is my first tour ever. So um, my biggest thing for me that I was like so excited about was just like being able to see a bunch of different cities I've never seen before. And I quickly learned that like you don't really have a ton of time, at least on this tour. Um, and that's not that's not like a bad thing by any means. Um, but it's just not what I expected. Like I was like, oh, we're gonna be driving through all of America. <laughs> I'm gonna be seeing all the sites. Like it's gonna be so cool. Like you know, um, what I what I came to learn quickly is that like we drive at night, so we finish the show every night, and then most of the times we have a show the next day. It's pretty rare that we have a couple. We have a day off in between. So, um, after we finish the show, we just get back on the bus and then we wake up, we go to sleep while the bus is, you know, starting to take off. And then we wake up in the next city and we're like there, but we're already at the venue. So we're just like, all right, cool. Like time to load in, da da da, get some food, you know, hang out for a bit, shower up. And then it's showtime again. And it's like, where did the day go? So yeah, it's like, it's, it's funny. I've been thinking about it a lot. It feels like I've been so many places, but also feels like I've just been <laughs> like in a green room for like two months, like straight. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a bummer. I think there'll, there'll be, there'll be other opportunities though, like other tours and other stuff for me to sightsee and do all that stuff. I was looking forward to it, but, um, I think 
yeah, I'm trying to think of like if we if we saw anything like we just we just love going out to get food. So we just like look for yeah. the best food in the area and be like, all right, let's do that. So we've been trying a lot of like read like kind of like state to state food, which is cool. That's very cool. I yeah. imagine that there is like um sometimes you kind of want that space to yourself. Going out and uh like being a tourist almost can kind of be draining after like three or four days. And so if you're doing it all yeah. the time, I imagine it kind of takes its toll. Yeah. The tour is pretty, pretty intense. Like it's a lot of back to back to back. I think so today's day off came right after like a five in a row, which is like my first time doing a five in a row. I think, yeah, I think some of the people on the tour is like first time as well doing that many shows in a row. And, uh, yeah, like like going out and trying to like see sights after like playing five shows in a row and sleeping on a bus for five nights. You're nice, kind of just like you. I'm down to like hang out and just like <laughs> not, just like not leave. So that's that's been me today. I haven't I haven't like done anything. It's been nice. <laughs> well, I I know we we discussed it before, but I appreciate you um chatting to us today because oh of I know course thank you, you could be relaxing. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, no, of course. I'm excited. I yeah, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. The um the tour that you're referring to, you're currently on tour with Porter Robinson across the US. Yes. Yes. How? I am go ahead. sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. You uh you were gonna say how something. I, I was just gonna ask how how's it all going so far? Yeah, it's uh it's really good. Um it's really, really good. It's it's <laughs> like uh I don't know, kind of like a dream come true type situation, like really surreal. Um I didn't think that I would be thrust into like a tour of this like caliber very like this early on. So I'm I'm really like grateful to be in the position I am. And, um, I almost like kind of, you know, we we're nearing the end of the tour, so it's almost over. I think this is our last week. And I think part of me was like a little bit regretful. I was like, Oh, maybe I should have like, you know, um, maybe I should have been like even more grateful than I was to be on this tour um, just because I feel like I maybe didn't, didn't soak in as much as I, as I should have, but overall, like, it's just, I don't know. It's been a dream. Like it's been the chillest experience ever. Everyone on the team is incredibly nice. Like, and I'm not even just saying that to say that, like, it's so true. Like <laughs> the whole, the whole team is like the whole team and the crew is great. And then the art, you know, the artists that are on the tour with us are amazing. And, everyone's been really supportive and really generous. That's like a good word. I think is like generous to, to me. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't have asked for like a better first tour experience and getting, getting to play in front of people night after night after night is something I've never done. Um, you know, I've done like a few one-off shows here and there. Um, so really, really honing in on like performance and learning how to take care of your voice and how to take care of yourself, just your health in general and things like that. Like they're all really good. Like, first for me and yeah i don't know I, I guess getting on stage every night too is just like insane like it's a blast and it's but yeah so only good things i only got good things to say about the <laughs> that's <laughs> go very good i feel yeah. like everyone's um tour experiences might not be as positive as as what you've just kind of recounted so that's awesome to kind of hear i'm lucky i'm very lucky <laughs> i know that i am too i know i'm lucky i'm not like oh this Every tour is like this. Like I, I know I'm super lucky to be on this one. So, but yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. Um, yeah. You are currently um, in, like I guess, supporting your 
brand new EP that's just come out. Yes. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's a, it's a fantastic EP, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Um, I see the Paramore album in the back. Maybe there's some some link there or something. <laughs> I well, yeah, I was gonna kind of touch on like the EP is like this gorgeous kind of mix of um, electronic music and kind of like a little bit of pop, a little bit of pop punk, a little bit of rock. Mm. Like it kind of seems to genre bend or mash quite a bit. Um, and uh, firstly, I guess where. I believe you previously studied electronic music or had a, quite a history with electronic music. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So you're, you're spot on. Like I grew up, uh, when I was probably like end of middle school to like high school. So I guess ages like 13 to like 17, I was, I really was inspired by like, I heard Skrillex for the first time and I was like, when I was like thir- 12 or 13, I was like, Oh my God, like, I want to do this. And like, I've been listening to music my whole life. And like, I think looking back on it, you know, I've been listening to music my whole life. And for some reason, Skrillex was like the first thing that I was like, I could see myself doing it, which is really weird. And I never really thought about why that was. And like, as I've gotten older, I've kind of reflected back on it maybe. And I was like thinking, uh, like it's a, it's a, it's a do it's like reachable for me because, um, because I never envisioned myself being like a front man of a, a rock project or a, any kind like a pop project or like anything. I never really saw that in, saw it for myself, even though that's the stuff I was like most inspired by. And so I heard the Skrillex stuff and I was like, you know, completely blew my mind, completely changed a lot of stuff for me. And then I kind of just focused on like, just, I want to do that. And so pretty much like stop playing piano, like stop practicing instruments and stuff. And just was like focused on production. Um, and so I taught myself like music production, really, really bad, really bad first, like (laughs) terrible. Like my parents were like, you know, just, just letting me like be creative or whatever. But like, it was so bad. (laughs) And then I think, you know, over time it got better. And like, I met some really good friends uh, through, through like SoundCloud, we had like a little community of friends and other artists who are my age, like on SoundCloud that I met and I learned a lot from them and we all sort of taught each other and we got older, we got better. And then suddenly we were like DJing at South by Southwest and like DJing, excuse me, in New York and Los Angeles. And, um, you know, uh, it was a small little scene that we were in, but it was nothing huge, but like, it was definitely something I took seriously. And I think my parents like eventually were like, Oh, like this is a serious thing. It's not just like, kind of, <laughs> you know, arts and crafts, like hobby type thing. Yeah. Um, and then around the time when I was finishing up high school, I wanted to like start to incorporate my voice into stuff again. And like, I kind of came full circle and was, you know, feeling like electronic music wasn't maybe for me and um I still love it like I still have friends who are who are very much in that world and like I love that music so much like but as in terms of what I want to make it's it's something that like I've kind of left behind a bit so to come full circle to answer your question I know this is long and convoluted but I think for a <laughs> while after making electronic music I was really scared 
of putting that influence into the James Ivy project. I, I ended up changing my name um, when I started making like singer songwriter stuff. And I wanted to really distance myself from what I thought was like the old me or whatever. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. that stuff, you know, like never, <laughs> never, go, never again, like could never do that. But what I found is that like, I was just trying to like emulate sort of a very like analog retro throwback sound for a long time. And it still comes through a little bit on like good, good grief record. Like I think like last star is very like kind of like oasisy and like, you know, like Brit, pop i don't know it you want to call it like there's a lot of there's a lot of like older stuff that it's referencing and it's very like spot on in that like sense and pushing through it also is you know a song that's like meant to sort of feel like an anthem sort of or maybe that's a little bit more ways to see than last star but there there are moments on the on the new ep where i feel like it is trying to emulate this like very analog sound through like a digital medium which is like me just making it all in Ableton. Um, and I think, I think something I've realized recently is that I don't really want to just replicate something as close to form as I can. Cause I feel like I can do that. Like, I feel like I've already done that before yeah. and have like been able to achieve that in my music. And now I kind of want to see if there's like any experimentation that can be done to make, something that feels new and and doesn't feel just like, Oh, this feels like something I heard when I was like growing up or like, this feels like something that my parents would listen to, you know? So I think that's sort of like what's next for me. And that kind of encapsulates like a lot of, um, a lot of where my head's at like right now and with music. So I don't know if that was a good answer to the question or not. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of took it all over the place, but (laughs) it was was good. I think it definitely gave an insight into like how, your music started and how it's kind of ended up here uh, where the EP is because yeah, as I said, and as you just discussed, like it kind of covers this, yeah, like a a vast musical landscape of different genres. Um, When you were kind of getting to that point where you were wanting to not, um, well, I guess move away from like EDM or electronic, solely electronic. Had you, I know you said you play piano, but had you sung before? Was that something new? Um, I, I just like saying when I was like a kid, like, um, I wrote songs growing up on like the piano and, and like my singing voice, but I was like 10 or 11 or 12. So it was just like very like elementary level stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I would write songs and like, I had like a book full of lyrics and like, you know, my dad recorded it all on his like iPad back in the day, like, just, like <laughs> me singing on the piano. So they're, 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 they're all archived somewhere, but, um, but I, I never knew how to properly sing. I never took proper voice lessons. And that's that's actually something I'm looking to also like get into as well as uh, that. Um, but I, I feel like just I learned a lot through just trial and error, like just doing and doing and doing. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I hate listening to myself, a recording of myself. Like that's how my <laughs> voice really sounds. And to me, like I've recorded myself so many times and I've hated it. I've gone through the process of hating it. And now I'm starting to try and find like a level of enjoyment in my own voice. So yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that just take, takes time um, and just takes repetition. And, and that's not the only thing, but I think that's like a really important piece of it. 
Um, 100%. Yeah. So that's, that's for me, that's how I like, I guess, feel like my voice has gotten a lot better. It's definitely gotten a lot better. So, um, yeah, I, I, but I was pretty new to very, very new to singing when I started doing it on the James Ivy project at first. And then, um, and I was new to guitar also. Um, and I had a bunch of stuff on SoundCloud and nothing out on Spotify yet. So it was just like a bunch of random SoundCloud uploads, like kind of that are, I think some of them are still up there from like early, early, early college or late high school, I'd say. Yeah. That's cool. Um, the EP title, Good Grief, Mm. um, I believe, so if you can kind of walk us through the title, because from what I understand is that there was a, um, like the EP itself reflects on, um, experiences from like growing up from being a teenager. Um, but I also understand that there was like a, I want to say like a fascination or that there was a thought of like always impending something bad was going to happen yes. all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, it's good grief is like a title that I've wanted to use for a while. And mm-hmm. I've kind of like had this idea of calling my first body of work, whatever it was calling good grief. Cause it was something that I really like was fixated on a lot during this sort of, I'd say like my, the James Ivy project, like was really in the works when I was like in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah. So when I was in college, I was kind of focused, fixating a lot on that, sort of concept, which isn't super flushed out and super well-defined within the songs on the EP. But I guess the overall like feeling that I was feeling at the time was, um, I was always worried, like in college, I was really, really anxious that something bad was going to like happen to me or my family or my like loved ones or something. And, um, and it like really, really occupied a lot of space in my head and kind of like took over me. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it's so kind of like, it kind of like was something I was really, really obsessed with in an unhealthy way for a long time was just this concept of like. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't feel like enough bad things have happened to me in my life. Like I feel like my life has been pretty cool <laughs> so far. And so because of that, um, you know, I was lucky to have like a really 
you know, nice upbringing and, and stuff. And, um, and because of that, I had this like in thought of impending doom that like, Oh, like something's bound to, something's bound to go wrong. One of these days it's got to. Um, and so then that is sort of like the, uh, it sort of feels like a necessary, like it was like, I, I thought that there was like this like necessary amount of like trauma or like grief that like everyone was like supposed to experience in their life. And I feel like I, I felt like I hadn't experienced it yet. And I was like, it was coming for me. Like it was bound to happen. <laughs> it was impending. And, uh, and yeah, so like good grief refers to like necessary, like trauma or like necessary grief that like you go through and it, everyone goes through it. You know, everyone has things that are traumatizing in their lives. Everyone has things that are like, you know, that are awful that happened to them, unfortunately. And, um, I try to touch on that feeling a little bit of just like, um, just anxiety about that feeling and then like reactions to that feeling. So like last star is a song that's like really, really rooted in, um, being anxious about like dying. Um, which is sort of like my fixation on, you know, Oh, something bad's going to happen to me. And then pushing through it is a song that's like, I like, I don't know. Like it's just an anthem for, uh, pushing past that feeling and like, you know, and then dirt is a song, um, that kind of is, is like me like dying. Like what if I did die? Like, um, so there's all these sort of like, ways that each of the songs touch on that concept like kind of briefly but I don't feel like I really did a good job of getting what I wanted to say with that title across in the EP but that's okay because I think it's like my first project and I kind of wanted to just be done with it and just want it was like all right I'm <laughs> I'm over it like I'm just I want to get it out and um and I'm happy with it so um yeah it is as we discussed it is a brilliant EP and I'm I'm thank you I'm yeah, like I I find it fascinating that you have said that you don't feel that it encompasses kind of mm. like the the um subject matter itself only cuz I don't know like it it from a listener's perspective and who like might not have been able to have the opportunity to chat to you about it like it does seem like you're able to discuss those kind of topics and um yeah, I think I think yeah. maybe my wording of it is bad. Like, I think it does encompass that feeling, but I think it doesn't like break it down in like a way that's like easily easy to comprehend. Like, there's no like thesis statement with the EP. That's how I feel about <laughs> it. Like, I feel like I'm like I feel like it's like an essay, and it doesn't have a thesis. Like, it's just a bunch of collect. It's like a collection <laughs> of like. Um, of ideas and that's okay too. Like, I think that that's sometimes it's like a little bit more compelling. Um, some of the way. best. Yeah. hundred percent. Some of the best art or like the best records don't have a thesis. They are those yeah. thoughts just together. Yeah. I'm glad I, glad I came up with that analogy because I think I did it. I butchered like the explanation <laughs> of it. So yeah, in short, like it feels like an ad, like good grief feels like an essay that with like no thesis, like, it feels palpable and real and, and, and like very tangible and a lot of feelings are super present and like, but it, it's not really like saying anything precise. Like it's kind of just like overarching 
feelings and thoughts and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. It, um, I know we've touched on the fact that you're currently on tour with um, Porter Robinson, but I believe he also had a hand in part of the EP. I think it was um, with Last Star that he yeah. helped with. Small, <laughs> small, um, small hand in it. I think he just sort of served as, or that's a bad word to use. I think he, 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 he really, <laughs> he really helped with, um, I don't know. He really, I sent the song to him and, and he really liked it. And, um, we, we would ch- chat about it and I, th- I think I played it for him in New York and he had heard it before and you're we hanging out in New York and I played it for him in my room and, um, he was like, Oh, I just want to like, I wish I had my computer. Like, I want to just like, I want to just pick the song apart and like get into it and like kind of tweak it a little bit. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, I wonder what you mean by that. Like, cause I, I was like, Oh, the song's done. Like it's, it's finished as is, but Porter listened to it and he's like, fucking love the song. But like, I wish I could get in there and like, you know, do, do some magic. And I was like, interesting. And so I called with him after he went home and I was like, I'm turning in this song last star and I'm wondering like what you meant by that. And he's like, he's like, well, I just like think like I had some ideas about the structure of the song. And so the song goes, it's like intro, like do 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 thing, which is kind of like a chorus, and then verse, and then pre-chorus, chorus, verse, or post-chorus. The co- the structure of Last Star is like really convoluted, and I think Porter wanted to like kind of condense it and make it super super poppy because mm-hmm. it's such a pop centric song. And we were we were, and I, and I agreed with him. I was like, cool, like I'm down to try this out because I think Last Star is great, and I want it to be the best song. I want it to be the I want what I put out with last start to be the best version of that. song. Yeah. Like I want it, whatever I put out, I want to make sure that it's like, we, we, we gave it our all like, and it's just like, you know, it's as good as it could be. Um, so me and Porter called like over the next couple of days and we we're like, what if we did this? And what if, what if we did that? And, what if we put this verse here? And like, what if we took this part out? Like, what if we shorten this? Like, um, I have like videos and videos and videos of me just like, do, like playing it on guitar and singing and, and being like, all right, so now it goes to this part. Da, 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 da. Like, okay, now it goes to this part and like kind of breaking it down for him and like sending him like videos. And he's like sending me <laughs> like, he's like sending me like, Oh, I like took apart all the stems and like rearranged everything in, in FL studio. And like, he's like sending me stuff back and we're going back and forth. And, um, <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Like we tried our hardest. We tried so hard and, uh, we couldn't end up figuring out anything that was better than the original. And I think I turned, I turned in the original structure and I called him. I was like, I just turned it in. He's like, cool. Like, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, I think so too. So he, he did make one change. There's one change, um, in the very last chorus, he added this like minor six chord, I think. Um, this that I'm hanging on is, is like, there's a minor six underneath that at one point, which he, which is something he was hearing. He was like, you should do this. And I was like, cool. Um, but I'm really glad that we went through that whole tedious process because now the song's out and I'm, 
very, very confident. I'm like, okay, cool. We tried everything. We, we, we pulled out all the stops and like it, it is the best version of the song that it could be. So. Yeah. Like I was going to say, it must be like a bit of a confidence booster to yourself in terms of being able to take the, like looking at it as like a machine, taking the machine apart and knowing that you can't have it any better put back together than what you originally had. Yeah. 100%. It's like, it's nice. It's a, it's a good feeling. Like there's a lot of songs that I put out and I think just the way that people release music now, it's like very like single heavy. And so I feel like there's a lot of stuff where people just make something and like they're gassed on it and they're like, all right, cool, put it out. And I've done it too. Like I've done so many of my songs are like that, like where I'm like, cool, like this is the first version and it's like, I'm going to mix and master it and it's done. We're going to put it out. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for like really sitting with songs for a long time and like really thinking about them and revising stuff. I'm really bad at revising music. I'm really, really awful at it. I <laughs> I just, I like going with like the first thing that I put down and that's it. But um, yeah, I think like really taking your time on stuff and trying out different versions of things, seeing, seeing, you know, with a song is like, there's, there's some merit in that for sure. And I think that's what I'm going to try and do a little bit more after, after this tour and when I'm making music again. So could we expect any possible, um, I guess, yeah, you guys have been on tour together for the last yes, um, yes. Little while. potential collaborations. Yeah. I think we're really both, uh, I don't know. If, yeah. I, I, we're both excited to make music together, I think. Um, and I don't think that's like private or anything. I don't know what capacity will be. We don't have anything like, you know, we don't, we're not plotting super big. We're mostly mostly just like jamming and stuff. You know, there'll be days where there's like a piano in his green room, and I bring my guitar, and you know, we we jam out, and he, you know, we just come up with. We have voice memos and voice memos and voice memos of just like being bored on tour and and coming up with some stuff, and kind of we're both riffing on it. He's singing some stuff, I'm singing some stuff, and just none of it is actually recorded, and you know, none of it's produced out yet it's all just sort of like these random ideas that we've been like sort of writing um and i love that i love doing that because i'm because i've learned to make music on the computer i'm so used to writing on the computer too so writing a song as it goes and just it's it only exists on my computer and it doesn't exist in in like any sort of other form and it's really fun to just write songs on guitar and just have songs that aren't even done. And I'm, I'm uh, like done as in like recorded and, and, you know, produced um, yeah. there's songs that are just like chords and lyrics. Um, and that's really fun because then the production becomes sort of like a fill in the like color, sort of color, <laughs> color by numbers type thing. Like what, yeah. what, what do I want? what, I have the body of the song. I have the skeleton, but what, how do I want to flush it out? You know? Um, yeah. So um, to be honest, I think that's like the funnest part of kind of songwriting is having like, the, as you said, the skeleton and being able to be like, cool, let's see what works. Let's try this, try that. But you've still got that same base where you can kind of yeah. come back to it. Yeah. We have like me and me and Porter have a few like ideas, just like melody ideas. And we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just, we're like, both such perfectionists, I think. And like, we're just trying every chord combination over the, like a melody. <laughs> like we'll be in the studio and like, 
or not in the studio, but like, we'll just be hanging out, like making music somewhere. And we'll sit there for like two hours singing the same melody. But I'm like, okay, what if it went to this chord here? And he's like, no, 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 no. I like this chord better. Like, I think this chord like evokes this sort of feeling like this chord is great. And I'm like, cool. And so we just like, we're like constantly (laughs) just like, like at this point, we're never getting anything done. Cause it's like, it's we're we just love to sit with small ideas and envision all the, the possible ways they could go. Sorry if I'm nerding out a little bit, but um, no, 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 I love it. That's why, that's why we started this podcast to kind of nerd out and stuff like that. <laughs> cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, James, usually we would ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to. Uh, mm-hmm. If there's anything getting like a thorough um, play on your either streaming yes. service or record player, I imagine streaming service if you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely had so much time to, to listen to music on the road, which has been so cool because I've listened to more music in the past two months than I think I've listened to in, I don't know, the longest time. Um, so I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my Apple music right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just added most recent thing is from yesterday. It's uh, my girlfriend sent me the song everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Um, and I hadn't heard that song ever. I, she's, she's a big Fleetwood Mac f- fan. Um, and uh, I never really listened to them, so I'm I'm listening to Tango in the Night, um, their album. I fell asleep to it last night. Awesome. It's really good. I've, I've I've been falling asleep to a lot of records. There's a lot of passive listening involved, but um, and then um, pretty much all day I've been listening to Absolutely by Dijon. Um, really, just I mean, it's just in crazy incredible <laughs> record. Like it's, it's so good. It's it's uh, really inspiring. Um, our tour manager and a lot of these are just like albums that have been recommended me to me by people on the tour, which is so awesome. Cause I can just throw them on and, and, um, yeah. So our tour manager, uh, Robert Dugan really loves, um, boards of Canada. That's like one of his favorite bands. So I'm, Sick. I'm giving boards of Canada another try. I, I listened to them in the past and haven't been a huge fan, but I'm listening to the, the campfire head phase right now. Um, mm-hmm. their record, I think it's like their 2005 record. Um, what else we got here? They're uh, a very good band to, um, as you said, passively mm, listen to. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah. good. So good for falling asleep. Um, and just, yeah, just like fucking, yeah, literally you just fall asleep. <laughs> um, I have a, I have like a tour playlist made with like some of my favorite songs that I've been listening to. Um, uh, but I guess the last one that's more recent is like, well, I've been listening to the, the Kid A Amnesia uh, record, uh, the, like B sides of the Radiohead albums um, that came out. It's just, those are cool, but you know it's not new. I guess I don't know. And then um, my girlfriend's or my my one of my uh, audio the audio tech who's helping me out on tours name is Hank Fury. He um, he heard that I like the Dandy Warhols and we got to talking about the Dandy Warhols um, who are a big inspiration for like pushing through it and, and some songs like that. And he was like, I think we somehow ended up at the Pixies and he recommended me Surfer Rosa by the Pixies. So um, yeah, those are some recent albums. And then, 
yeah, it's so much. And I, and I normally have nothing, like when people ask me this question, what are you listening to? I have the hardest time answering it. And since I've been <laughs> on tour, I've been so excited about music that I'm just like, oh, cool. Like I've been listening to this. I've been listening to this and I've been listening to that. And I've been like really keeping track of what I've been listening to also. Um, and then, oh yeah, also I've been listening to the new No Rome song a lot. No Rome has this new song called When She Comes Around and it's really fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a small recap of stuff that I'm going through. I, I kind of like as well, and we've, we've discussed it with like previous guests, just in the fact that um, more and more and more that people seem to be listening to like everything in terms of even like 10 or 15 years ago, it was like, you're a metalhead or you're like only into folk or reggae or whatever. Um, but like Fleetwood Mac, Boards of Canada, Pixies, um, yeah. like it's kind it's of, a, it's an awesome, yeah, no, but like in a good way, like you don't have the same meal for dinner every night. Why would you do the same like creatively? So I'm so like that with food too. I'm like, I want to try I, like every night I want something different. Like, and yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Like you don't <laughs> eat the same thing. You don't eat, like, I mean, I could eat like Korean food every night for dinner, but I think I would get sick of it. I think I'd get sick of anything like having it every night. And so, yeah, I think like everyone's, everyone's taste now is so, so widespread. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. I feel like I don't listen to enough music sometimes. Um, so I'm really happy that I'm, on tour and like you get, you get into the bus and like you just like are tired from the day and like you get into your bunk and sometimes I'm like, Oh, like I could like watch a movie or something, but I just mostly end up gravitating towards like listening to music until I fall asleep. So it's been really, really good for that, which is awesome. No, that's awesome. Um, James, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much too. Like I've, had such a great time. I hope I wasn't talking your ear off too much. And that's our show. A massive thank you to James Ivy for his time. His EP, Good Grief, is out now. And we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Jake at Here for Good Agency for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.